Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend. It's hard to die. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is the afternoon. It is. Unusually. Um, Welcome to the podcast that we call Love the Graps. Yep. For that is its name. Um, It is a wrestling podcast presented by us two people. (laughs) Um, I'm Chris and I'm sat opposite Alan. Hiya. That's Alan. Um, Usually our usual format, as you well know, because you are devoted listeners to this podcast is to go out to a wrestling show come home tired and talk about it but we haven't been to a wrestling show no We've got a little bit of a um, barren period yeah a lull a little bit of a lull in our wrestling calendar um, until next week um, so we're filling the gaps with a couple of miscellaneous bits and pieces odds and ends goofs <laughs> Um, and uh, so last week we covered off the Great Graps Manifesto of we 2017. Um, last week we were really pessimistic. Yeah, we? we were like, oh, almost well, depressed. The world is gonna just be really, really bad. And don't get me wrong, the world's still a complete mess. Yeah, um, but it turned out not as bad as we thought it was gonna be. No. If anything, I felt very positive about the whole thing. Yeah, it's like it wasn't good, but it was better than it was the day before. Yeah. So that's you've always got to be positive about that. Yeah. So, in a way, democracy was our friend and our enemy. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Um, but today we're not talking about any sort of manifesto. Um, I don't think. Nope. Um, that's a siren. Can you hear that? That's um, that's a trope. That, Have a drink. Yeah. That's. It might be one of the last sirens you hear on Love the Graps. Yeah. Um, uh, as no, a, next week's show. Yeah, I just was well, said one of the last. Oh, I don't know actually. That oh, well, I don't know. Okay. There <laughs> um, go. That was weird. <laughs> um, good job we don't edit this. Yeah. Um. So today we're going to be talking um, about a movie. Yeah. Um. We opened it up. Democracy, as you say, in some ways was our friend. <laughs> In some ways, it was our enemy. Yeah. Um, and we opened it up to you, the listener, the Twitter follower. Yeah. Um, on a poll. We made a horrible error in oh. that we really only put one film that we actually wanted to see in yeah. the poll. Yeah. And that came last. Well, I think deep down you did want to see this, if only because it's got your name in it. Yeah. Well, reveal what won the poll. Um, the winner of the poll was the John Hennigan vehicle, Boone the Bounty Hunter. Um, overwhelming winner. Was it? I didn't see yeah, the uh, Our audience clearly wants to, to hear our thoughts on this. Yeah. Um, I've got to tell you, though, spoilers, fucking loved it. Did you? Or he did. Yeah. We haven't spoken about this at all before, really. No. Nope. Before, before coming on and recording this. Um so Alan liked it. I don't understand why it exists. <laughs> well, that's an entirely different thing. Yeah. I like lots of things that I don't understand why they exist. It's just... I. So let's give a little... Do you want to give a little synopsis? Okay. So the film is about Boone. Mm. Uh, not me. Mm-hmm. Boone with an E. Yeah. And Boone is a former 
uh, marine soldier. It's not specified, but he, he was in he was in Iraq. Special forces yeah. background. Uh, but he's no longer that. He is now a bounty hunter, a TV bounty hunter, yeah. very much like Dog the Bounty Hunter, but less racist. You could almost say it was based on the TV show Dog the Bounty Hunter. But again, less racist. Um, well, we don't know that. We do know that. Well, I mean, for all we know, Boone could be a horrible. We don't racist. know what the other episodes of Boone the Bounty no. Hunter are like. But as we as we get there, it's the end of season five, and Boone's stock in trade has become chasing down celebrities mm. who who have warrants outstanding. And in fact, the film opens with I was watching it and I was thinking, "That's that guy from Hercules." Mm. And in fact, it was that guy from Hercules. It was Kevin Sorbo. Uh, recently been in Supergirl um, and playing Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, I honestly didn't know who that was. All right, well there you go. I'm I'm a bit more of a fan of the light fantasy genre than yourself, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the idea is that he chases he down these celebs. He didn't look like Hercules, though, did he? No, he had short hair, and he wasn't particularly. Well, he's older now. Yeah, he's an old man. Time ravages us all. Not not actual Hercules. Well, clearly not. Yeah. No, he wasn't actual Hercules. He was an actor playing Hercules. No, but the actual Hercules. Well, he doesn't exist. No, that's no. true. Um, so, yeah, and the thing is, ratings are not good. <laughs> so I'm, I, I am worried that we're going to take longer than the film to describe No, it. no, we're just setting up. Okay. <laughs> ratings are not good, and so they've got one more episode of the series to save the series. Right. And they think if they can get great ratings for this last episode... I don't think this is how TV works. Okay. I don't, I, I don't think any show really films on that quicker turnaround that they haven't even got it in the can yet uh, but well I mean they, some of them do don't well they? I guess if it's topical yeah I'm not sure this is topical but also if you're dealing with real life criminals I guess you do want to up before like, yeah. as quickly as possible before it goes to trial so it's not sub yes yeah. yeah. or if anything to, um, to, to actually influence the trial and get a mistrial that's what sub means yeah I mean, you you could have explained it differently, though, couldn't you? Like I just did. <laughs> so yeah, so um, he needs a big case, and he calls his old colonel, who now works for the DEA, the mm. Drug Enforcement Agency. Yes. And his colonel gives him a case, and Boone says to his team, "Let's go to Mexico, and we'll get this douchebag." Because he is a bit of a douchebag. We'll talk about him in a minute. Yeah. Um, we'll film it. Be great final episode. Producer says, no, 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 no. You can't do that. It's too dangerous. Yeah. His mate, Quinton Rampage Jackson, yeah. uh, he says, I'm out, mate. He basically decided, I've worked my fee. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to Mexico. No. I will stay here. We could do a couple of scenes later that I just film on like a webcam yeah. or something. So Boone and his right-hand girl... His girl Friday yeah. and his uh, Asian tech geek. Yeah, that, that's a trope, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, they set off for Mexico and that's that's the film. Yeah. There. Now, I've got to say, C- the opening sequence is glorious. Yeah. C- would you like me to drop my Boone the Bounty Hunter bombshell? Oh, yeah, you, you teased a bombshell. I promised a Boone the Bounty Hunter bombshell. Go on then, go for it. The name of this film is Boone the Bounty Hunter. Yep. Yeah. The name of the TV show within the TV show 
is Boone the Bounty Hunter. Yeah. The name of the character yeah. is Barry Boone Noonan. His name isn't even Boone. Yeah, I did notice that. His name isn't even Boone. His name's Barry Noonan. Boonan. His, his name's not even Boone. Why would you go, do you know what? We've got to write this film. We've got this film. Great idea for a film. What should we call the character, the lead character? Do you want to be a really cool name? Boone. Yeah, but nobody would believe that somebody's name is actually Boone. Somebody's name is Boone. Exactly. So I'm sat opposite a real life Boone, but they could not go that far as to name the character Well, that's because there's depth there. They've obviously thought, this guy, back before series one, mm. they thought, right, this bounty hunter is great for TV, but Barry the bounty hunter, that sounds terrible. No, you, th- this is a fiction. You can call yeah, it whatever you want. This you is how deep. Boon-num-num. This is how deep the fiction went. Mm. This is so, what a great film it is. I mean, he's not the first character called Boone, even with an E. The uh, hero, the protagonist of the film Nightbreed, the uh, Clive Barker film. He was called Boone as well. Yeah, but was his name Boone or was it? John Noonan I think his, his name is just Boone also so. he could have been Barry also, Noonan Barry Noonan that does that's not Boone is not even short for Barry Noonan it's obviously a name from Iraq you weren't there you, call you can't know man Noon you, you can't know here Noon do some parkour for us here, here Noon show us your abs no Noon that's a that's, Noon. that's a very minor bombshell well, I think it's a pretty major bombshell. I think if you're going to, you know, call your film Boone the Bounty Hunter and hang it on, uh, quite often everybody's saying Boone. Boone is probably the most used word in this whole film. It is, it is. Like, quite often, you've been booned. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, the, the, the term Boone, to Boone, yeah. it, it has been used as an adjective before, right. but never in such a positive way. No, everybody's just... Yeah, I love it. Just loving it. You're going to get booned. Yeah. There's a song, 52 minutes in, there's a song right. that just, the, the lyrics are, you're going to get booned. And then, uh, he always wins. Boom! It's just great. I, I heard my name shouted so much. After the song. Could well be. Could well be. Or maybe, maybe Taboon already existed. Mm-hmm. At, you know... As a verb. And that's why he's called Boone. Yeah. Because he was always booning. He's always booning people. Yeah. Like, and to boon is to do some sort of corkscrew um, flip off of something and land on something. So are you saying that John Briley isn't his real name, but because he was always Brylin, he's always been too Briley? No, because by the logic of the movie Boone the Bounty Hunter, John Briley would be known as John Gile Briley, wouldn't he? Yeah. I would be known as Chris. Christ. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't really work with one syllable surnames. So I had some things. I'm upset about it. I had some things about this film. The, the, the first thing is the opening sequence. Mm-hmm. Now, the opening sequence is amazing. It features a fake ACDC soundtrack. It does, yeah. Obviously, they couldn't get the real ACDC. It features parkour. Yeah, it features drones. It features Vanguard One, <laughs> the drone from Matt Harvey. Well, All drones so, yeah. will henceforth be known as Vanguard You're too One. Too deep in that grabs bubble. Uh, it feels features wheelie bin surfing. Oh yes, yes it does. It features the first mention of you just got boomed, yeah. and it ends with tits, lots of tits. 
there's there's a couple of tip based jokes and then it goes into the the first scene proper of the film after the opening scene which is just tits and I think this is why I really don't understand this <laughs> this film isn't made for me I mean no. don't get me wrong we've been through this before yeah I, I, I'm, I'm appreciative of the female form <laughs> as it were but like I don't need to watch a movie to get that like it, you know it's the world the world at large I don't need to watch a trashy I don't even know whether this is straight to DVD because you can't get it on Amazon <laughs> I just looked I don't even know where this film comes straight from straight to iTunes straight I think. to iTunes um, now I don't like parkour only douchebags do parkour um, I, don't, I don't like drugs drugs aren't cool kids yeah um I don't like Rampage Jackson. <laughs> I don't need to watch a film where there's scene there there's like one scene in the middle of it where there's loads of women in bikinis round a swimming pool. Like what are you giving me there? I'm not Well I'm the not thing is that. that you and I can walk outside and we can see real live human women. Yeah. Some people can't do that, and dare I say that the target audience of this movie <laughs> yeah may consist of a lot of those people. Yeah. So can we address the fact that John Morrison, John Hennigan... Johnny Mundo. Johnny Mundo, Johnny Nitro... Yeah. Um, has, pre- has been in films previously. Yes, he has. So he's gone from co-starring alongside uh, Jack Russell... Yeah. ...in the film uh, Russell Madness... Yeah. Um, ...FKA Russell Mania... Um, ...to starring alongside the child from Jerry Maguire. Well, let, let's talk about this, because this film is a minor celeb spotter's dream. Yeah, very, because mi- very you, minor. you've not only got the kid from Jerry Maguire playing a, a douchebag date rapist drug dealer. Yeah, it's insane. Like, he's just got everything that's bad about people. The, the girl from Lolita, the remake, not the original, is in it. Right. Now, initially, I, I did think she was maybe the girl that dies at the start. Right. Um, and I thought that's a bit of a minor role it's a bit of a come down from, from Lolita to play in that but when I looked at the girl who played that role all her previous roles seemed to be stripper whore so she's found her niche there but this girl she was Boone's producer okay um, Kevin Sorbo we've already mentioned him he's mm. the first one arrested Cat, uh, Boone's right hand girl she's Frasier's daughter in real life Kelsey Grammer's daughter and she's the voice of Summer in Rick and Morty which is a show that the kids like I like that but I don't care Lorenzo Lamas Mm. is in it he was he was a bounty hunter himself on TV he was renegade Rampage Action and did you also notice the other wrestler in there Chavo Guerrero I didn't see him he was in it was he oh sorry Chavo missed you um Zeus oh was he Tiny Lister Tiny Lister was in it yeah yeah, it? It, Boone arrested him on his boat. Ah, oh, see, that was that like a montage. Or yeah, it was like a clip yeah, of a yeah. of a former show. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I w- I'll be honest. I was w- I was half watching this. Yeah, it, it's it, an assignment. It was an assignment. Yeah, but like, you didn't see my homework at school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, easily distracted. That was my school report. And it's, the, the thing is that this this seemed like a pilot for a TV show that I would probably watch it was shot like a TV show yeah like it was it looked really cheap I don't watch these sort of films 
I'm, I can't I'm, say I do. I, I, I'm a fan of art house cinema. <laughs> um, this I, this was foreign language. It was set in Mexico. Yeah. yeah. Um, Very tropey Mexico. Oh yeah, yeah. It was dusty. It was a dusty small town. Yeah. Because like, if you're doing, if you're making drugs and that, you just go out into a small town in Mexico, don't you? Yeah. That's where all the drugs get made. Yeah. And he he befriended a Mexican orphan. By giving him a little card. Yeah. There was a, a tart with a heart. Yeah. Um, Lorenzo Lamas's lady. Trope, t- TV trope. Yeah. Um, I, the, the thing is with it, that I did think, you, you like a bit of a bit of art house. Yeah. I did think there was a point where the film could have taken, it, it reached a crossroads. Right. And it could have taken an entirely different path. Yeah. Now, Boone has tracked his prey down to Mexico. Uh, first mention of pro wrestling is 19 minutes in. But in the course of tracking his prey in Mexico and capturing his prey, we get a destroyer. There is a destroyer, yeah. yeah. Um, he uses a sky twister press yeah. to take down the uh, the uh, kid from Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Uh, there's also an airplane spin into uh, an AA at some point. But at the point where he captures the... Uh, the bad guy the Mexican police turn up and they turn up because Boone's hubris has got the better of him and instead of just taking the bounty and taking him back to America uh, and getting the one million dollar reward he wants a bit more for his TV show Mm. and the Mexican police turn up and at this point his people get arrested and Boone is reduced to hiding in the Mexican outback I don't know if it's called an outback I don't know what it's called Um, um no, I was I was going to say something slightly racist. Wet back. What I I was here. I was hinting at it. Yeah, I didn't have to say it. Um, oh my god! I, 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 why, why is this such a racist podcast? <laughs> we are going to watch a schlack match later. So yeah, we yeah. are. Yeah. Um, from here, it could slide into survival horror, a la Southern Comfort, a la. Um, What's that? Deliverance. Yeah. Um, and it could be a lesson in how doing what's right can be futile, especially if you let your ego get in the way. <laughs> so at that point, Boone and his people could be murdered slowly, tracked down. There could even be a bit of rape That's in there. That's what I felt like was happening to yeah. me while I was watching it. Um, and it could redescend, and at the end, the bad guy gets away, um, and the uh, foolish Americans end up dead in Mexico and no one even knows where they've gone and few people care because that's how Hollywood is however it didn't go that way did it well the thing is if it had gone that way I think anyone watching objectively be that the audience of the film or the people who exist in the universe of this film Mm. they they would all be like yeah that sounds about right because it's an absolute, it's a ridiculous idea in the first place. Yeah. I am a TV bounty hunter who is going to go off to Mexico to stop a drug dealer. I guess ultimately he finds himself out of his depth because he was just going after yeah. a teenage like runaway who, who was responsible for the death of his girlfriend. Yeah. Um, but he, he only ultimately comes back and saves the day. Because he thinks that he realizes that his TV show is never going to get well initially, because that's at the point that there's a there's another crossroads. Um, Boone is shot 
yeah. and could possibly die. Fine. And that still doesn't make him find redemption. But he does find that redemption. And at one point, he's even willing to let everything go to save the, the Mexican orphan. He's not an orphan. He probably could no, be an no, orphan. He, uh, no, he was not an orphan. No. He definitely wasn't. No. Um, but to save that, that kid, he, he's willing to let it all go. So he does find redemption. But this is the problem with the film, is that the character of Boone is completely unsympathetic. Oh, he's a douche. unlikable. Frankly, I don't like anyone who goes about their day job with no shirt on. <laughs> Somebody who's so eager to show off his abs. Professional wrestlers? Well, yeah, exactly. I don't like any of them. <laughs> no. I, I um, genuinely... Can I just put this out there? If you are one of those people who, not in the course of an athletic contest, ever takes your shirt off in public, fuck off. It's weird. It's gross. It's horrible. Like, I, I don't it's, like... Like, the weather is quite warm at the moment. Yeah, and you see, you see people walking around. They've usually got a can of beer as well. Well, let's... We're going down a classist route here. Um, yeah. Feral urchins... <laughs> <laughs> They've got their tops off as well. Yeah. Just put your fucking top on. Yeah. But he's doing his bloody job. He doesn't need to... He should be presenting a professional um, exterior at all times. That's that's part of the reason yeah. that I think that he's a completely unlikable character who you've had to try and throw some um, point of redemption in. You've had to throw an adorable child in. <laughs> or else you're just going to be like, well, he's just doing it for money and the ratings on his TV show. Yeah. Like, you just, as soon as you go, well, he's a child. Uh, no, there's actually there's a child. He's going to save a child as well. Like, oh, all right then. No, forget it. Let the child die. Let him get murdered as well. Yeah. Let them all die. Are you willing to sacrifice the child? Yeah, yeah. Oh, because the child was just as irritating as anyone. Yeah. The child was impressed by a boon trading card. I don't know what the other trading cards were in that series. What, Rampage Jackson. <laughs> boon, Rampage Jackson, Osric Chow... And Kelsey Grammer's daughter. Yeah. That's it. A collection of four. What a terrible set of trading cards. I disagree. <laughs> I would love that. Only four. Easy to collect, yeah, only yeah. four. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, let the kid die. Let his dad his dad gets shot or something gets messed up. Let him die. Uh, the only one I want to live is the um, artificial pig that was used in the <laughs> It was an artificial pig. It was an pig. animatronic pig. Um, just for just for like thirty seconds. Yeah. Um, Real pigs are fucking vicious, though. Yeah, I'm sure they are. Yeah. But like, well, not all of them. I've got. I found a picture just today of a trip to a nice farm where some of us were petting a pot-bellied pig. You know that that pig was hopped up to the eyeballs no, to keep it, it docile. No, no, because it, it was. It was just roaming around. No, it was just. It was. It was living its life. It was on quaaludes. No, because it wasn't like a. It wasn't a petting scenario. Do you know? What I did think though when I saw the artificial pig, mm. that wasn't made for that film. They found that. Oh yeah, definitely. They yeah. found it in some cupboard somewhere. Yeah. No, because why would you? Why would you go out of your way? <laughs> for a 30 second scene in the movie Boom the Bounty Hunter they did go out of their way to cast two men to a look almost identical yeah almost identical twins yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I did think they were twins looked them up they're, they're not even the same race one of them's Hispanic one of them's black so it's like, I don't know what that says about me yeah well no I think regular that's... listeners will know what that says about me <laughs> But at the end, Boone does find redemption. Yeah. And he, he, he gets Lorenzo Lamas and the good people of wherever that is 
300 miles from the border, um, get your compasses out, you can probably work it out, uh, to rise up against the evil man. The evil man being, not, not the teenager that Boone's gone after, but his dad, who's an even bigger douchebag. That plays into who the real redemption for the story should have been. It should have been for the teenage boy. Because ah. ultimately his father hates him and his father sacrifices him to get away. Yeah. Somehow we should have got on side with young Jonathan Lipnicki of yeah. the film Jerry Maguire. But he is offered a redemption. And, yeah, but and he rejects it yeah, exactly. and, and gets a kick in the balls from a from the, the little Mexican orphan child. Yeah, and actually there was a weird moment there at the very end because Boone looks at him and goes like, oh, basically winks and goes, do that special move. Do the Boone special. Do the Boone special, which apparently is a kick in the nuts. Yeah, so... Which we've not been introduced to in the rest of the film. Well, I'll I'm introduce aware. you to it later. Well, I'm just saying, the Boone, if you're going to introduce the Boone special, yeah. they, it should have been, you know, foreshadowed earlier in the film. Yeah. Um, yeah, just don't watch it. I can't recommend this. Uh, the, there was a, There were a couple of moments which Vanguard 1 was sacrificed... It's not Vanguard 1. Um, it, Vanguard 1 died. Uh, Rampage Jackson's useless. <laughs> Just, why is he even in this he, retur- he returned at the end of the film to watch Boone on yeah. camera <laughs> yeah. doing a fight using the most ridiculous piece of tech ever that this piece of tech could be put somewhere and track yeah, a, a target camera. within five miles. Yeah, it's a static, presumably through walls. Yeah, it's a static camera that you could put somewhere. And you can put a sensor on a on a, a, a target, yeah. and it will film them up to five miles away, yeah. through walls. Yeah, which and I guess actually, if they've developed that, that would be pretty pretty fancy. That's better than the one million like bounty they're yeah, going to yeah, make. They should sell be that shit. That to the military. But yeah, so rampage turned up, and um, but at the end, it's a very happy ending, or is it, Chris? Well, not. I, I think the thing that upset me the most about this film. <laughs> Is that it seemed to set up another film. Yeah. Or the TV show. Uh, because at the end, Boone's colonel mate at the DEA, he's rotten. He's in on it. Yeah. He wanted to get the, the big bad guy out of the way so he could move in to that Mexican drug operation. I, I loved it. I really enjoyed it. Boone too. It was 91 minutes mm. of fun. It wasn't 91 minutes of fun. It really was. Maybe you would get 20 minutes of fun. <laughs> at no point did it drag. Well, maybe at some point. Yeah. Um, okay. Boone the Bounty Hunter. I don't really know what the moral of the story is. Don't be a bounty hunter. I like it. I know you like it. I no. might become a bounty hunter. I think you should. I think you'd be a really good one. But is that course, a thing in this Boone country? Boone the Bounty Hunter, the name has already been taken. Does it work in this country? Can you be a bounty hunter? I think... It's I don't quite... really know how it's regulated. Because, like, I think uh, in a lot of ways they're like people who... They're like bail, bail officers, aren't they? Yeah, they get people who jump bail. Yeah. Perhaps... Over here, it'd be like Boone the Bailiff or Boone the Parole Officer. It's oh, entirely they make different. Those programs, don't they? Those yeah. people are awful. And, and it's like, oh, we're going around to repossess this person's yeah. play TV. It's like you're you're the worst. Well, do you know? I've I've watched a few of those things, and those people have a really hard time with what they have to do. I know they? it's a tough. Jo- I'm sure yeah. it's a tough job, but also you've got to be a sociopath to do yeah. it, haven't you? Yeah. Um, right, Boone the Bounty Hunter. It's in yeah. the books. Yeah. But. But. Guess what? 
we thought that you know boom the bounty hunter it's just not enough yeah we thought we might not have anything to say about it yeah 28 minutes later oh, turns out we did um so we we decided to to throw you a bone people of the internet mm. because what came second in the poll well, did this come second? I don't even know what that happened. It did come oh, second. Yeah. I knew what won because you told me. Yeah. Um, the movie Flintstones Stone Age Smackdown. Is that what it's called? I think Flintstones meet WWE. No, I think that was just the description that I read off IMDb, if you remember rightly. It, it's got WWE in there as WWE, well. WWE Flintstones Stone Age Smackdown. I just called it Stone Age Smackdown. Okay. Let's just refer to it as SAD. SAS. <laughs> Sad. SAS. Um, Stone Age Smackdown, the Flintstones WWE crossover that we've all been waiting for. It's the second one, wasn't it? No, there have been two Scooby Doo's. Right. One Flintstones. One Jetsons. Jetsons. And two Surfs Up. No, actually, that's not true. One Surfs Up. The original Surfs Up had nothing to do ah. with WWE. The second one did. I haven't watched it, so maybe that's something done. Done all. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, Stone Age Smackdown. Um, if you've seen the Flintstones <laughs> and you've seen WWE, think of a worse version of both of those things put together that comes in at about 55 minutes, which isn't even technically long enough to be considered a feature film. It's 51 minutes. 51 minutes. Because I hated every minute of it. <laughs> hated every minute of the 51 minutes of this film. Okay. Children hate this film. Yeah. There isn't a single person in the world who likes this film. Well, no, and I mean, you watch it and all of the animals involved are really sad, aren't they? Because they're well, that's because, I mean, tasks as utilities. One of the tropes of, of the Flintstones is that it's horribly exploitative of animals. Yeah. Really, really horrible. Yeah, but they are all elderly Jewish comedians, though, aren't they? <laughs> what? The animals? The animals. Are you saying it's okay to abuse elderly Jewish well, no, comedians? I'm just saying they get bit of material for it in like the uh, nightclubs um, of the 70s I, I don't think it works the, like that. the Jewish co- comedians they go oh it's a living <laughs> it's not a living you don't get paid no no but um <laughs> let's let's start let's, off for about disclosure, this is the second time both of us have watched this film. Yeah, I'd forgotten we'd seen it. I definitely knew I'd seen it. Um, I, if I knew I'd already seen it, then <laughs> I would, certainly wouldn't have watched it again. The, the thing that strikes me about this film is that at this point in prehistory, wrestling doesn't exist. When the film opens, there is no such thing as professional wrestling. Okay, so just quickly, I think we'll have to define prehistory and I think we've probably got to say that this doesn't count as prehistory. Prehistory is before records existed. They are writing down things all over the place. David Stone tablets. Um, they've created all sorts of technology. I don't think this can even count as prehistory anymore. Um, when is it then? The Stone Age. Did the- I think it's, it's definitely an alternate universe, isn't it? Because, I mean, and this, this is kind of trad Flintstones. Yeah. talk isn't it because dinosaurs and humans they just didn't exist at the same time wow you say that and there have been references well I mean if we were to believe DUP we would just <laughs> say that the dinosaurs never existed yeah. um, there was a point where there was a reference to 65 million years 
in the future as if that was the present day. Right, yeah. So the implication is that this was set 65 million years ago, give or take. Yeah, men didn't exist then, did they? No, they didn't. Dinosaurs did. Yeah. So I, I don't know what Flintstones is trying to hypothesise, that perhaps men existed at the same time as dinosaurs, went extinct, and then evolved again separately. Unless this was a pocket of humanity. And we're really talking two pockets of humanity here because the the wrestlers that appear in this in this film are quite clearly a different species they are, yeah. to the Flintstones. They're a different yeah. body type, yeah, although both only have three fingers. Notice that. Yeah. Um, perhaps this this dual species of man um, were thrown back in time to 65 million years ago where they retained some trace memory of the technology they had in the future but tried to rebuild society with with but what was available to them then trace of them through archaeological records because you know maybe seen... there was a cataclysm yeah maybe the they were all taken up into heaven or maybe they're from our future Mm. And therefore, we haven't reached the point yet where the records of them will be found, because our timeline hasn't changed yeah. yet. Perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but at this point, sixty-five million years ago, yeah. pro wrestling or sports entertainment, as it's referred to, yeah, in, in um, Flintstone. does not exist. Um, obviously, some sort of boxing does, because the crux of the story is that Fred and Barney invent professional wrestling, or Barney does, really. Yeah, um, and he's the best at it. Yeah, um, they invent it through a, uh, a boxeroo, a hopperoo boxing um, mishap. Yeah. Um, in which CM Punk, and this is really prescient, uh, steps into the ropes in uh, a different form of fighting and gets knocked the fuck out. Yeah, he does. Oh, well, actually, in fairness, it's not CM Punk. It's CM Punk Rock. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think what is interesting, to the best of my knowledge, this was released after CM Punk had left WWE. Well, I should imagine there's quite a long lead time. Yeah, 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 yeah. But CM Punk, you know, part of the rumoured reason, because he's never really been completely open about why he left, was that he wasn't getting the push that he, he felt was, um, you know, that he deserved. Mm. And ultimately, he gets buried in this. So well, maybe this was le- what led to him... He got beaten by Barney Rubble. But, spoilers, Twice. but you say that, but he did get to, to main event, the the FFE, uh, Flintstones yeah. something entertainment, trouble, fighting entertainment. He with Fred Flintstone, yeah. who's a joke. Yeah. And then he got beat in, you know... Yeah. You, just in quick fashion by Barney Rubble. So maybe this this helped CM Punk out of the door. It might have done. Um, but yeah, got... you can't even book me strong in the Flintstones. So wrestling is invented when CM Punk Rock yeah. and his mate Marble Henry. Yeah. Which those is... are my two favourite... My favourite parts of this film is the, the idea that those two characters might hang around. Yeah. Um, well, they, they step into the uh, charity boxing ring to fight a hopperoo, which yeah. is a uh, dinosaur-based, uh, a kangaroo-based dinosaur. Because, as in cartoons, all kangaroos are good at boxing. Yes. Usually kangaroos mistake for giant mice as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not in this, this thing. Well, no, because it's a dinosaur. Yeah. Um, and um, CM Punk starts 
Well, you see, the dinosaur, the hopperoo, is really good at fighting everybody. And then CM Punk gets in the ring and he looks scared. Perhaps because CM Punk is, as I mentioned earlier, a different species. Yeah, he's like two or three times bigger yeah. than everybody else. Um, and then Barney has to step in and stop CM Punk Rock uh, abusing this, yep. this poor animal. Um, which he does through the medium of inventing professional wrestling. That's true, that's true. Yeah. Um, We've already seen uh, John Cena Stone. Yeah, Cena Stone. Because CM Punk Rock. Punk Rock, Punk Rock is a thing. Rock, Flintstone. Marble, Henry Mark, Marble's a stone. John Cena Stone. You've just added stone on the end there. Yeah, that's the problem with the Flintstones. Is that they will always just go back to putting stone on the end of things. Well, at one point, because there's, there's several others, Bree and uh, Nikki Boulder, yeah. um, instead of uh, Bella, um, <laughs> Daniel Bryrock, yeah. which they've just put rock on the yeah, end exactly. instead of N. Um, I thought at one point it was Ray Mysterioble. I thought, what's the, <laughs> what's the ball got to do with anything? Ball, ball. Uh, and then it's only when I got to the credits that I've realised it's Ray Mysterio Opal. As an Opal, a precious stone. And Vince McMagma. Vince McMagma and The Undertaker. Because uh, <laughs> some things just, never change. It's just The Undertaker where he digs up bits of rock, doesn't he? Yeah. So, so um, yeah, so Fred, uh, Barney in, in, accidentally invents professional wrestling and people love it. Yeah. People give loads of money to charity. Um, and Fred, he thinks, ah, I need to make some money. Because earlier, yeah, um, he's struggling. Fred has actually. lost his, his paycheck. Yeah, he's an idiot. Um, because he's an idiot. Because Mr. Slate uh, not only wrote out a paycheck, but then destroyed it in front of him. So no. Fred can't take his, his family on holiday in to fairness, Rockapolco. In fairness, I think Fred Flintstone cost that company quite a lot of money. <laughs> he does. Okay. He's um, very bad at his job. That's a trope of the Simpsons, uh, the, uh, the Flintstones and the Simpsons, in yeah. fact. Yeah, I mean, um, he's, he's just awful. He's just an awful person. He's a terrible human being. Yeah. And actually, I think that's probably a really good parallel between these two films, yeah, the, is that the protagonists are terrible humans who are completely self-serving, who just happen to do the right thing at the end. Yeah, yeah, but isn't that about life? No. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a great human. <laughs> really? I'm one of the great humans. I'm still waiting for you to do the right thing at yeah, the end. I just... I mean, no, I, well, I'm quite the opposite. I'm a great human <laughs> who just messes everything up every step of the way. Um, so here's my theory. I've got okay. a theory about these All films. Right. So WWE have partnered somewhat with the Hanna-Barbera yep. company to, to make um, this film, Flintstones crossover, the Jetsons crossover that we covered on a previous episode, uh, a couple of Scooby-Doo yep. um, uh, films. Uh, now a lot of the WWE characters um, show up in these films, and you know the Big Show was the the lead sort of WWE name in the in the um, in the Jetsons one. The villain of the piece, yeah. Um, and Sheamus was there as well, kind yeah. of as the hero. Weirdly, weirdly. Um, and in a couple of them, you got John Cena. Right John there. Cena Stone. Um, yeah, John Cena Stone or John Cena in in the Scooby-Doo but there's only one constant throughout these films as far as I could tell and that's Vince McMahon himself yeah Vince McMahon is an old old man he is who grew up 
watching Hanna-Barbera <laughs> cartoons. Did he? Did he ever have a childhood? I think what we're seeing here is Vince McMahon reclaiming his childhood and appearing in his favourite cartoons through the medium of millions of dollars being spent <laughs> to produce awful, awful animation. Does that mean we're going to get a Roman Holidays one? I don't know what it means. I think I think Vince is, is excited about appearing alongside Fred, Fred Flintstone, alongside George Jetson and alongside Scooby-Doo. Um, I think it's the equivalent of um, Triple H getting these mark picks with all of the indie stars that he's signing yeah. today. It's it, Vince is Vince. You know, we we all know that Vince McMahon um, kind of exists on a different plane of reality to everyone else. Of course, um, his grasp on storytelling is is very odd, and I think maybe that's because he has never got past <laughs> these Hanna Barbera cartoons. Yeah. So what he's saying is that if if you want to be a successful wrestling booker, which I think you do, Chris, mm. um, watch your Hanna Barbera. What I'm saying is the only reason WWE Studios exists <laughs> is so that Vince McMahon can cast himself opposite Fred Flintstone. I thought it was so the Miz could have films. The Miz would be making films anyway because <laughs> he is natural talent. But I had some points about this film. Okay. Okay. So. Fred decides that wrestling is a way to make money. What a fool. Wrestling is never a way to make money. Um, and so he needs to put some, some, a wrestling troupe together. Yeah. Uh, John Cena Stone works at the quarry, presumably because wrestling doesn't exist yet. Yeah. Um, yet he magically knows where the other wrestlers are. Well, I think- He knows The Undertaker and Rey Mysterio Bull. Do you know what I think has happened is... Fred's gone to John Cenaston and said to him, I need a group of freaks. Yeah. Do you know any other big people? Yeah. And Cena's stone has gone, yeah, I am a big people. I know where the big people right. are. Right, okay. Uh, and uh, weirdly, one of the big people is based on Rey Mysterio. Yeah. And yeah, so he goes to Rey Mysterio Paul's office job. And Rey Mysterio Paul appears <laughs> to be... Similar to Fred Flintstone, one of the worst employees that you yeah, can ever terrible. think of. Yeah, he's terrible. We were introduced to him using a printer, a copier, um, and it doesn't do exactly what he wants. So he just jumps on it and then shouts, 619! <laughs> Which, of course, is the area code for Bedrock. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it is built... Um, uh, LA was built on, yeah. on the... But that only gives him three wrestlers. And Barney is presumably number four. But we do see Daniel Bryrock. But after a joke around the yes catchphrase, which cheapens all of us, even those who've never seen the film, we never see him again. Yeah, I think that, again, is, you know, like we've seen um, uh, CM Punk completely buried in the film. That is another dig at Daniel Bryan, who at that point um, was not the... Quite the star um, yeah. he was. He was on the rise, obviously, but um, you know he, he he was still being made fun of constantly. Um, yeah, they did that awful. I mean, it's not awful. It's a classic bit with the 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 duck season, rabbit season. Yeah, um, it's terrible. And uh, they did the yes, no, with yeah. Daniel Bryan. It was bad. So Fred takes these four men 
and he puts them in the ring with no training or concept of what wrestling is. And at this point, I thought, it's a Brit Rest documentary. <laughs> but no, honestly, <laughs> um, Cena and Mysterio Bull have no concept of, of professional wrestling at all, which is not unusual because it didn't exist before uh, Fred invented it two no. minutes before this. Yeah. I mean, actually what we're seeing in a lot of ways is... Um, mixed martial arts isn't it because in a way because ultimately the only time it makes real money is when they're fighting yeah when CM Went Punk to shoot brother and, yeah when CM Punk and Barney go at it well you say that but The Undertaker and Barney they have a bit of a a fight in a cage yeah yeah and the fans are like that no ref I noticed at this point only two ropes as well yeah no ref the fans count the three that's fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's very attack. Well, yeah. We, we count the, the ding, ding, ding at the beginning. So, yeah. you know. Um, and um, Barney versus Undertaker is not the worst match I've ever seen. <laughs> I've got to say. You know? No, well, that's because the Undertaker's an all-time great, isn't he? Yeah. Going back 65 million years. I can't believe he's finally retired. Yeah. He's finally hung out. Um, but Fred makes a bit of money off this, this first show. Yeah. Uh, enough to send... That him and the and the family and Barney's family as well to Rockapolco, yeah. and Fred really wants to go to Rockapolco because he's seen Wilma in a bikini. Yes, yeah. Which is a bit odd because he's married to this woman and they have a child. Yeah, but Wilma has gone out specifically and bought this bikini, so it's a new addition to the wardrobe. Yeah, but he's seen her naked. Yeah, but now he wants to show her off to the world in the bikini. Well, at one point Barney does indicate that he would like to fuck Wilma. Yeah. And frankly, I think part of Fred's interest in going is so that he can see Betty in the bikini. Well, it's weird because the one thing I noticed in this film, and I don't know, it must be the same in the original Flintstones, mm. is that Fred and Betty both have proper eyes. Yeah, that's true. And Barney and Wilma yeah. both have the same eyes, yeah. just little circles. Yeah. Um, so it did strike me as if maybe Fred and Betty are brother and sister and Barney and Wilma are brother and sister. I mean, I guess it's possible. They're related. It's never been made explicit. I mean, I say Barney. It wasn't really Barney. Well, I don't know. I don't know who it was. It, it looked a bit like Barney. It didn't sound anything yeah, like it. Yeah, completely weird. Um, so, yeah. So he does one show and he makes a bit of money from that. Enough to buy a spangly jacket and a, yeah, and a ring. Yeah, he turns into Huggy Bear. He does. Yeah, I, I like the jacket. Um, and then he decides to run show two in a massive venue. Yeah. Um, in a fairgrounds. A disused fairgrounds. <laughs> so whatever time this is, six to five million years ago, they've already... They've already gone... Yeah, they've gone past crap. fairgrounds. Um, and the main event of that show features a wrestler that we saw in the main event of show two, but who lost, and a wrestler in the main event of show one, with the de facto show one, who lost in that main event. Yeah. So it's kind of like a double double loser main event. Yeah, I think what we're seeing here is um, a holiday camp tour. Yeah. Um, results, wins and losses don't matter because you're on to the next completely different audience. Next yeah. Night. Um, but Fred and becomes... Four, like three matches. Yeah. Um, Fred becomes an egotistical monster. He's the worst. Um, which I think is very unusual for a wrestling promoter. <laughs> I said, again, this is, this is what's weird to me about Vince McMahon has gone, I want to be in a film with Fred Flintstone 
Fred Flintstone is going to be my proxy. I'm going to be a character in it, but also Fred Flintstone is going to invent wrestling like I did. Um, <laughs> but it's going to drive him mad. Like it drove me mad. It's going to turn him corrupt and evil. Like it turned me corrupt Well, and perhaps evil. Fred is Vince's dad. Because at the end... Ooh, he hands it over. He hands he? it over to Vince McMagma. You think that Fred is how Vince sees Vince Senior? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. A caveman. A caveman stuck in the past. From the honeymooners. That old wrestling stuff, the old sports yeah. entertainment stuff that they invented 65 million years ago, that's in the past. Fred becoming an egotistical monster did... I, I wrote down one quote mm. verbatim from okay. the other film because I really quite liked it. It's all because I didn't give up on a dream I've had for a week. Yeah. Which I That's really like. That's the liked. best joke. That's yeah. the best joke in the whole... I like, it sums up my film. life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it kind of backfires on Fred because being egotistical means Barney doesn't turn up. Because he's, he's upset Barney. Yeah. He's, put, he's on the outs with Barney. Yeah. Um, and so Fred has to wrestle in his own main event. And he's got no experience. Yeah. Weirdly, dressed as Elvis. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think it's like Evil Knievel, isn't it? It's an Evil Knievel style yeah. outfit. Yeah. Um, but didn't Evil Knievel steal that of Elvis? I think it was based on that, yeah. Yeah. But I think, the I think they both stole it off Captain Marvel. There's a bit of knowledge for you. Bomb. Knowledge bomb drop there. Bomb. Don't do that. Um, and in in the fight where it's um, it's CM Punk and Rock. and Marble Henry yeah. uh, against Fred Flintstone dressed as Elvis um, the rules are stretched but they haven't been, really been written at that point so no, no. you know I'm, I'm fairly okay with that but um, Barney comes to the rescue he shows up he's like yeah. oh god I'll fix it then won't I yeah, it's, it's running sick always do because uh, Rey Mysterio Obel, um, The Undertaker John Cenaston they all get involved yeah the, the bowlers they're involved yeah well they're the villainous aren't yeah. they and Marble Henry ends the film being beaten up by a child. Yeah. My favourite part of the movie was when um, CM Punk Rock and Marble Henry <laughs> share an ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. He licks... He, CM Punk Rock says to Marble Henry, <laughs> did you lick this one? And then Marble Henry licks it and goes, no, I didn't, I licked the other one. And now at this point, he's licked both the ice cream. <laughs> so CM Punk Rock's like, oh, God. Yeah, that's my favourite part of the whole film. So, so Fred does learn at the end um, that wrestling isn't for him. It's a lesson everyone learns. Yeah, eventually. That, that being in the wrestling business is terrible, um, <laughs> and that it's time to get out. And so he gives the business to Vince McMagma, and Vince McMagma repays him by sending for, for giving him this multi-clam, multi-million clam business. Uh, by sending him and Barney and their families on holiday to Rockapulco. Yeah. Where, weirdly, the wrestlers have gone as well. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's gone on holiday well, to the same nice place. Little, nice little joke as well, isn't it? Because, like, the family are sat on the beach and then it pans round to to Mysterio, Paul, Seniston and take a stun. Just standing there. They're just standing there watching them. Yeah. Ah, what but, fun. Yeah, it's um, a terrible film. Yeah. Don't even waste... We're at 51 minutes, yeah. um, which is how long the film is. It's, it's so badly made. <laughs> I think... I, I almost think you should watch it. Like, just put, a, like, five minutes... Like, drop yourself five minutes into the middle of it. 
like just watch five minutes of it to understand how badly made it is yeah. like it's so little care has gone into it the, the pacing of it it's like that they take a minute to tell each little one line joke so just leave it there and then move on it's just it's so painful my daughter is seven she watches some absolute shit <laughs> she will sit and watch stuff on youtube that is remixes of korean cartoons in g minor yeah she would not watch this no because it's boring <laughs> i think that's that's the biggest sin is that it's badly made to the point of being boring but Ugh. at some point, we're going to have to watch the, the Scooby-Doo ones. No, I've watched the Scooby-Doo ones. We've got to watch Surf's Up 2. Uh, okay. I'm down for it. The Scooby-Doo ones, Curse of the Speed Demon. I've watched that one. I watched the first ten minutes of it, I think. Yeah. And then I realised I hate Scooby-Doo. Yeah, see, I don't know whether... I think that's, that's the other thing, isn't it? All of these, the Jetsons, Flintstones and Scooby-Doo... Mm. People give absolutely zero shits about those characters in yeah. 2017. It's not like Grape Ape. No, I mean... Or Magilla Gorilla. No, I mean, this is all terrible stuff. Or at, or Yogi's... Well, this is... I'm expecting the Yogi yeah. Bear ones. Yeah. Because Yogi Bear is so completely irrelevant as well. Or you could do a bear hug. Yeah. Yogi Bear versus The Big Show. Yeah. And the story is that the big show has been stealing all the picnic baskets. Yeah. And Yogi Bear's he's starving, he's wasting away. Yeah. He's emaciated. So actually he has to compete on two oh five live. Oh right. He's, he's gone under under two hundred and five pounds. And Big Show's like, You're stuck on two oh five live, Yogi Bear. You're never gonna get to me to earn back your picnic baskets. Um so what Yogi Bear does is he eats Boo Boo <laughs> in an attempt to make weight. It's, hor- it's gone horribly wrong. Yeah. Um, he eats Boo Boo. He eats the Ranger. Ranger Smith. Um, he just eats a family. What was the girl bear? Was she hot? No, she was a bear. I always thought Mariah Carey looked a bit like a cartoon bear. Okay. On that note... We're going to come to the end of this week's podcast. Yeah. Um, it's been a terrible ordeal. I think <laughs> this may go down as the worst episode we've ever done. <laughs> um, we're going to uh, go away now and um, watch some wrestling. Yeah. Um, and next week we'll be back with a normal episode after our jaunt up to Wolverhampton. Yeah, after that though, we've got another couple of weeks off. We have, so we'll see what we can do. So send in suggestions. Yeah, send in suggestions. Anything you'd like to hear us talk about if for an hour. you'd like to hear us have a breakdown <laughs> in front of a microphone and there's something you'd like us to break down over, then do so. Let us know. Um, until next week, um, you know, social media... Twitter, Love the Graps, Muscly Babies, Indie Sleaze. Um, tell your friends, tell your dogs. <laughs> and for now, it is, it's not even six o'clock, but you go to bed. Go to dinner. Yeah, go to, have some dinner, have a sit down, and then in a little while, go to bed. Alright, bye then. We had joy, we had fun, we had tea.